Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now. Right now, in fact. Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. Not Black, Not White American Media Group. It's good to be with you. Steve Hook with you. We got another uh, big, big show. 17 days, baby. Just uh, just over two weeks now until we take our country back and hopefully make it resemble the United States of America once again, as opposed to whatever we're calling this that's happening right now, because it has no, no resemblance to the America that most of us grew up in, and it's uh, it's uh, we're about to take the take the country back. I'm 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 feeling good about it, but as always, we act as if we're twenty points down. That's the attitude we have to have because we need every single person to get out and vote. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today, among other things. And we're going to talk about uh, lies, damn lies, and the liars that tell them. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll we'll. Well, we'll paint a vulgar picture. Let's put it that way. Uh, and it's all on the Democrats. Uh, Democrats are in absolute panic mode right now. Uh, and for good reason, because they're going to, they're you know, knock on wood, going to get their clocks cleaned. This, ladies and gentlemen, is, it, I mean, I, am, I for one am looking forward to the, uh, the uh, schadenfreude after this election. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what schadenfreude is, it's taking pleasure in other people's misery. <laughs> so believe me, I'm going to take a lot of pleasure uh, on November 9th, I hope. But uh, again, we've got we've to get out and vote. But the, uh, the, the Democrats have really painted themselves into a very, very bad corner here. Uh, they have for the last, oh hell, I don't know, as long as anyone who is alive listening to this podcast right now has been alive, they have used identity politics it's always been their mo we know that this is why there's so many constituency groups for the democratic party it's not just americans the american people it's no 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 it's the lgbtq plus community it's the it's the uh the black vote the hispanic vote the woman vote uh the asian vote um all of this and i am a firm believer in uh Ronald Reagan's optimism, and Reagan's optimism was one that you could basically sum up in one one line that he said, I ultimately have faith in the wisdom of the American people. It may take a while, but the American people are starting to figure out that they've been lied to again and again and again, and they've been intentionally divided again and again and again. And... Never has it been more obvious than it is now. They are losing a lot of their core base because of their own... You could say they've been, they've been hoisted by their own petard, you could say. They have basically just hemorrhaged the Hispanic vote. They, they're losing it by, by... What do they do? They lash out. At Hispanics, but I tell you what, before long, Hispanics in this country will be uh, will be considered part of the white supremacy, if you listen to Democrats tell it. They are hemorrhaging the youth vote, a vote that they always thought they had sewed up, because all you have to tell an eighteen year old kid is Republicans hate clean air and they hate clean water and they uh, and, and and they really hate you because you're just a little bit different. Well, that doesn't work with kids anymore. They're they've wisened up to that. A lot of these kids that are going to be, I say kids, young adults that are going to be voting for the first time had to live through COVID and the lockdowns and had to live through tuition rates going through the roof thanks to uh, Obama and Obamacare. They've had to live through all of this stuff. And not only have they lived through it, but they've taken notes. They've been, they've been doing their own due diligence with regards. To, see, this is the problem that Democrats have. They own big tech, but big tech makes it possible for young adults and all adults, all people, to kind of do their own research. And people are doing their own research. And what they're finding is Democrats are a bunch of damn liars. Democrats are manipulators. 
and their lies and their manipulation uh, have led them to become authoritarian tyrants, all while pretending to give a damn. Now, I'll, I'll make a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how the two most distrusted institutions in America right now is the U.S. Congress, particularly Democrats who run the U.S. Congress, and the media. The media, nobody trusts the media anymore, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I'm going to give you an example of just how corrupt this media is. Not, the, I mean, I could do, I could do a 12-hour nonstop podcast of just playing audio bites of media, talking heads, spewing lies and lies of omission, which are just as bad. And now we're going to give you an example of lies and lies of omission from Jake Tapper. Now, Jake Tapper, you would you would think, you know, as he is the face of CNN right now, you would think, okay, well, Jake is going to play it pretty straight because apparently CNN is going through a rebirth where they're trying to be less partisan. Oh, contraire, mon frere. That's not true. They're just getting out some of the whack jobs that have made them a laughing stock. People like Brian Stetler, uh, people like uh, like Cuomo. So, so they're cleaning house in order to kind of just make it appear that they're trying to be more objective, but they're not. They're not. I want you now. This is a long clip, and I don't know that we're going to get through all of it. I wager we won't, but we'll get through enough of it. For me to be able to rip it to shreds on the other side, I want you to listen to Jake Tapper avoiding a whole bunch of obvious truths here. This would be lies of omission and basically smearing the entire Republican Party and the conservative movement at the same time. This is why people despise the media. Jake Tapper. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I feel like playing by the rules and winning honorably used to matter in this country. It it seems quaint. But I feel like it did. This is on my mind right now because District Court Judge David Carter examined a bunch of emails from Trump attorney John Eastman. Eastman, you might remember, offered these bizarre theories and fraudulent plots to help Trump hold on to the presidency after Joe Biden won. Anyway, Judge Carter says that these Eastman documents show that Trump knew his claims about alleged voter fraud, specifically in Fulton County, Georgia, were false. And Carter says they, quote, demonstrate an effort by President Trump and his attorneys to press false claims in federal court for the purpose of delaying the January 6th vote, unquote. He goes on to say the emails show that President Trump knew that the specific numbers of voter fraud were wrong, but continued to tout those numbers both in court and to the public, unquote. Basically, the judge is saying Trump wasn't deluded or misinformed about the 2020 election loss. He was lying. And that goes to state of mind, which means, Judge Carter says, quote, the court finds that these emails are sufficiently related to and in furtherance of a conspiracy to defraud the United States, unquote. But this isn't about Trump. I mean, it is, but not just about him. I'm struck at how pervasive the idea of winning at all costs has become in America, There are so many cheating scandals, it's it's hard to keep track of them all. You got guys cheating in fishing contests, hiding weights in walleye. We got weights in fish! Get the f*** out of here! There are allegations of cheating in the world of chess. They're made by Norwegian world champion Magnus Carlsen against 19-year-old American grandmaster Hans Niemann. The fellow Grandmaster jokingly suggesting that Neiman maybe used vibrating um, beads. Okay, enough of this. So the fish fish, uh, cheating scandal was Trump's fault. The chess cheating scandal was Trump's fault. Uh, Because once upon a time, according to Jake Tapper, we used to believe in fairness. And, you know, we, we used to be, we used to play the game straight, man, and Maybe it's just me that's remembering that, but so says Jake Tapper. Now, Jake Tapper didn't mention a damn thing about a Russian dossier that was put together and paid for by the DNC. Uh, He didn't say a damn thing about that. 
Uh, Jake Jake Tapper didn't say a damn thing about two impeachments that were based on nothing, one coming after the election. He says, oh, Trump knew. According to who? According to Judge David Carter, of course, and Judge David Carter, you would not be at all surprised to learn, was appointed by a Democrat, Bill Clinton. He's been a Democrat his whole life. That means nothing. They only have two things to run on this election, folks. Trump, who's not on the ballot, and abortion, which is not on the ballot. Jake Tapper throws out these scurrilous accusations, basically saying, you know, we used to play the game fair. We used to be straight. We used to believe in fairness and the rule of, you know, and the rules. And well, apparently Trump, you know, some guys got caught cheating in a walleye competition. It's because of Trump. I know he didn't say it's because of Trump, but what he's trying to insinuate is that Trump Change so dramatically destroyed this nation's idea of fairness and fair play that people now feel like they should shove weights in fish. That's what he's trying to insinuate. That the American chess, uh, chess champion accused of cheating never even would have considered, and by the way, that has never been proven and been denied, but it never even would have occurred to anybody to cheat at a chess match, for God's sakes. They shake hands before the game, Jake Tapper says. But you see, Trump has so infected the civil society with his lies and with his his vote denying, his election denying, that now it's become part of just a, it's just, well, this is the new America because of Trump. It's so hackish. It's so weak. It's such a silly argument. And it's so blindly partisan. Again, the lies of omission. Hello, Mueller investigation. Hello, uh, Perkins Coie Law Firm, Fusion GPS. Now, we know that Danchenko was acquitted the other day. But where was he acquitted? He was acquitted in Alexandria, Virginia, perhaps one of the most Democrat-stopped small cities around. I mean, it's right there in D.C., of course. I mean, I think Durham knew it. But here's the thing. Danchenko was found, not innocent per se. Well, I guess he was found innocent. But that's because there never really was a crime that you could really pin on him. Was it shady? Yes. Was it shady as hell? Yes. Did he lie to the FBI? Probably so, but the FBI wasn't so quick to pursue it, so they threw it out. Yet it's the same FBI that falsely stamped verified on that dossier, knowingly passing it off to the FISA court, knowing it was fraudulent. But Jake doesn't talk about that. That's part of the game, but it's not, it's not fair sport, is it, Jake? But you never mention it. Ask yourself this, ladies and gentlemen, what was the last Republican president elected that was not accused of, of cheating their way to the top? that was not accused of stealing the election. What was the last American Republican president that Democrats did not accuse of cheating? You have to go back 34 years ago to George H.W. Bush. Every single election since where a Republican has won, Democrats have said it was stolen. They said it was stolen from Al Gore in 2000. They said it was stolen from John Kerry in 2004. And then, of course, most recently in 2016, they said that Trump stole it with Russian help and collusion. And then in 2020, they went back to that well again. And this time, thanks to the curse of COVID, they won. But the second that somebody says, hey, wait a minute, how can Trump get more popular votes than any president in the history of the United States with 75 million plus votes and lose to a man that never left his basement to campaign, Biden. But if you dared question that, somehow you were the denier. And again, the media ignores 
2000, the 2000 election. The media ignores the 2004 election. The media ignores the 2016 election. Only when Trump wins and then tries to get elected a second time, only then when he says, wait a minute, this doesn't quite add up. I was pulling people to rallies like nobody's business. I got more votes, even if even if we say that Biden had gotten the 81 million votes, which I still highly doubt, but let's just say that Biden got that. How do you suppose he could have gotten that many votes? Well, it had to be in the media. You see, now the, the Democrats are panicking because now nobody trusts the media. And you just heard why from Jake Tapper right there. These people will lie to your face and they will and they and they will go on news outlets and blatantly lie because they know they're going to get no pushback. They know they're not going to get pushback from an, any real journalist because the real journalists are very much in their uh, in their hip pocket, or vice versa. I mean, it's it's a very symbiotic, parasitical relationship that the Democratic Party and the media have with each other. But I'll give you another example. Now, now again, this is this is why I I, I contend that the Democratic Party as a whole thinks the American people are very, very stupid and they think that they should rule over you, not serve you, mind you, but rule over you. Now, here's Shelly Whitehouse. Sheldon Whitehouse, uh, just one of the biggest scumbags. He's from Rhode Island, uh, Senator Rhode Island. Shelly Whitehouse talking about dark money with Jose Diaz-Belart. On CNN, cut to. Really, really zero oh, no, I'll strike that. Dark. Can we stop that? Um, we'll recue that. I, I screwed up. I said this was Jose diaz Belart. He's on a different one with James Clyburn, so I got that confused. But again, this is Shelly Whitehouse on CNN talking about dark money. Okay, go. Book really, really zeroes in on the role of dark money and, and how it played into the Supreme Court and control of the Supreme Court. But now, obviously, there's a fixture on elections in general as well. $1.3 billion in counting before the midterms. What has that money done in terms of impact on elections, in your view? Well, it's done a couple of things. It's taken issues like climate change and made them impossible for us to work on uh, because the whole climate denial operation is funded by dark money. <laughs> it has moved the center of gravity of political campaigns away from the campaigns themselves and to these so-called outside groups that spend dark money and they often spend more money than the actual campaigns themselves now. And of course, the prolonged campaign, successful now to capture the court for those big dark money donors, is a third element of this problem. Yeah, okay. Now, here's some more lies of omission. You know what's going on in big cities throughout the country, right, with the crime wave? And these DAs that are just cutting people free and saying cash-free bails? How do you think those those DAs got elected? Dark money. Dark money, Shelley. Dark money. From George Soros and the like. Okay, so that's dark money. What we see going on in New York City, that DA, dark money. Philadelphia, and by the way, that dark money, absolutely from Soros. Philadelphia, same thing, Soros, DA. Chesa Bodine, formerly DA in San Francisco. How did he get that seat? Dark money from George Soros. It's all over the place. Who's raised more money for the, for the Pennsylvania Senate race? Fetterman or Dr. Oz? Fetterman, by a long shot. By a long shot. Dr. Oz has raised a pretty good chunk. I think like 37 million. Fetterman's at like 44 million. But Oz's 37 million, 21 million of that came from his own pocket. He financed his own campaign. Fetterman is getting dark money. But Shelley won't talk about that. Climate deniers. Oh, screw you with that crap. Folks, climate change has been, you know, We've had 21 ice ages 
that we can go back on the historical record where we had glacialation, where the, the ice sheets spread all the way down to New York Central Park. How do you think those big boulders got in Central Park? Ice sheets moved them in. And then the ice miraculously retreated and it melted. It wasn't because of SUVs. It wasn't because of coal mines. It wasn't because of cow farts. It was because the climate changed. Nobody denies climate change, Shelley. People deny AGW, anthropogenic global warming, because they can't prove it and they've never, ever proven it. So they play the emotion card. And people are just stupid enough to buy into it. Look at what's going on in Europe. These two kids throwing a can of soup all over Van Gogh's sunflowers painting. Thankfully, the painting was covered with glass. It wasn't damaged. But then what did these idiot kids do as they wore T-shirts that said, stop all oil? Then they used super glue and they put it on the palms of their hands and they glued themselves to the wall. This is the kind of leftist propaganda that is tearing this nation and, frankly, the Western world apart. All in the name of saving the planet. That's crap. This is about controlling. Now, let's listen to Shelley again, because here's another blatant lie that he talks about. Cut, uh, whatever, three. Talk about the impact on the courts and, and, and why you view that as problematic. Well, take a look at the Dobbs decision. Um, I don't think that would have happened had the dark money apparatus not controlled all three of Trump's decisions. Mm. Um, and they're kind of on a roll. Uh, they went after voting rights to hurt Democrats. They allowed uh, dark money into politics to hurt uh, the ability of regular voters to have their voices heard. They're taking the sides of polluters versus regulators. Um, they've turned the Supreme Court from a body that was supposed to call legal balls and strikes into an activist um, contestant in our political fights on behalf of a lot of uh, very big, dark right wing money. And nationally in polls, you've seen trust in the Supreme Court go down as a result of that. Uh, your book also connects some of these dark money groups to the January 6th insurrection, specifically a group called the Rule of Law sakes. Defense Fund, which started to run these so-called war yep. games in September of 2020 to be ready in case Trump did lose the election. Talk about more about this through line between this group and the insurrection on the 6th. <laughs> Well, I hope we'll find out more from the Department of Justice as they continue to investigate. But what we do know is that this rule of law defense fund, which is the political arm of the Republican Attorney General's Association, um, helped uh, bring people to the January 6th rally. And we don't know how they're funded because the, they don't report who their donors are. I suspect big fossil fuel interests because they're the most prominent funders of this stuff. But it's getting a little bit weird. It's getting a little bit weird. You're a little bit weird. No, you're not. You're you're a lot of bit weird, Shelley. You're also a liar. You're a liar. And did you hear the media? The media talking head there. I don't know what her name is. Doesn't matter. Nobody watches her. CNN, after all. But she's like, yes, yes. And why don't you tell us about the insurrection of January sixth? How that could have? How dark money might have aided that? What are you talking about? Damn near a half a million people were on the mall that day. To call January 6th an insurrection is so insulting to anyone's common sense or basic uh, intelligence. Yeah, they tried to overthrow the government with hats and uh, with Trump hats and American flags. That's the ticket. No weaponry. They weren't coming down with tanks and stuff. They weren't firebombing a federal courthouse for 60-some-odd nights in a row like Antifa and BLM did in Portland. No, 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 no. They didn't burn down a police precinct like Antifa and BLM did in, uh, in, in Minneapolis. No, 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 no. These guys with flags and these chicks wearing Trump hats, one of whom was shot in the neck dead, they're insurrectionists. They were trying to overthrow the U.S. government. By God, that's crazy. You're an ins... I'm telling you what, I can't... 17 days, folks, until we kick these people out. They've got to be kicked out. Nobody is defending the yahoos 
that went into the Capitol on January 6th. But to sit there and milk this out, why do you think nobody gave a damn about the January 6th commission? Because everybody knows what that committee was all about. It was all about stopping Trump and hopefully upsetting the midterm results. It's really kind of backfired on him, hasn't it? So Shelley goes on CNN where he knows he's going to get softballs and even a little bit of moral support from the, from the anchor that happens to be hosting him. And that's what he does. He lies. The activist court, the Dobbs decision. If you've studied anything whatsoever about the Dobbs decision, beyond what you've heard on CNN or MSNBC or NPR or opinion pieces in the New York Times or Washington Post, if you've actually studied it, you know the court did no such thing. The court did exactly what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said the court would do when she was still alive. And that was, should this come before the court again, it will, be, it will effectively overturn Roe because it does not have a constitutional leg to stand on. What the court did was they said, you know what? This isn't a decision that we should be making. This is a decision that is left to the states. We call it federalism. So we're kicking this out and we're not going to allow you to have a, just you, you, the people get to decide this. In other words, the court gave the people a choice. Our choice, White House, Shelley, wants his ideology and his party to dictate all of the rules on abortion. Now, we're going to skip ahead to cut six real quick, Darius. I'll come back to the others. But this just happens to uh, uh, coincide with this. You may not have heard this, and I know it's going to be difficult to hear, but this is our idiot in chief talking to the press gaggle before he gets on Marine 2, the helicopter. So it's a little bit loud, but I'll explain it. But try and listen to this. Cut six. Should there be any restrictions on abortion at all? Any restrictions on abortion yes. at all? Uh, yes, there should be. And Roe v. Wade. Read it, man. You'll get educated. No, I'm Okay, did you hear that? The, the reporter screams out, do you believe in any restrictions, any restrictions whatsoever, uh, what, uh, whatsoever on abortion? And then our idiot in chief says... Yeah, man, Roe Roe versus Wade, read it, you know, get educated. Which proves a couple of things. It proves that Biden is completely out of the loop with what Democrats are trying to do with abortion. And it proves that he's never once read Roe versus Wade. Because Roe versus Wade says, in the third trimester, there's no more abortions. Right now, Democrats are trying to say, you can have an abortion up until the day of birth. And by the way, the old argument that I'm sick of hearing because it's so pathetic and it's so weak and it's intellectually vapid, it, 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 it really just, upon inspection, it makes no sense. The argument is, so few women would ever have abortions at that point that it's not even worth talking about. One is too many. One is too many. I'm not talking about rape, incest, life or death of the mother. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a chosen abortion right up. And you don't think that can happen? Of course. Why is Dr. Kermit Gosnell in prison right now from Philadelphia? Why is he in prison? Because he was doing, well, he was basically doing, committing infanticide. That's why he's in prison. If Democrats had their way, Kermit Gosnell would have a right to appeal his conviction, wouldn't he? He could say, wait a minute, man. (laughs) All I did was kill some kicking uh, babies in the womb. All I did was, uh, you know, have babies born alive and then kill them. That's what you guys want to do now. So why am I in prison for the rest of my life? So this reporter asked a decent question. Do you believe in any abortion restrictions whatsoever? Read Roe versus Wade, man. Get yourself educated, man. No, I'm not kidding, man, man, man. What a moron. This guy thinks he still sounds relevant by using that kind of talk. And and the, the fact is, is that, okay, let's just say Roe versus Way is codified. Does that mean no women can have an abortion in the third trimester? No way. No way. They will have to add to Roe. But the thing is, people now understand. They're using it as a wedge issue. That's why all they're talking about is abortion and Trump. They hope to drive everybody that's predisposed to hate Trump and every single woman that thinks that the Republicans are trying to control their body. They're trying to drive them to the polls. 
And yet it's all based on a lie. An absolute provable, very easily provable lie. And that is that the Supreme Court is going against women and women's rights and their reproductive health. That is a lie. The Supreme Court just said, this is none of our damn business. This is up to the people who live in these individual states. It's none of our business. Nowhere in the Constitution does it mention the Supreme, uh, the, uh, the right to an abortion. Nowhere. Supreme Court's first directive is to uphold the U.S. Constitution. Well, how can you uphold something that is not even in the Constitution? You can't. So the court rightly said, we're kicking it back to you guys, which is exactly what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said was going to happen. Okay, now let's get back to more liars. James Clyburn, this guy is a real piece of work here, James. He lies and he blames and he blames and he lies and that's all he does. By the way, James Clyburn, James Clyburn has been on camera saying that the 2016 election was illegitimate. James Clyburn has publicly stated that the 2004 election was illegitimate. The 2000 election was illegitimate. But here's James Clyburn. Now, now this one is kind of a long cut, but uh, we'll see how much of it we can stomach. James Clyburn, cut four. Congressman, what do you say to people who say, boy, Washington can talk about all these big programs and everything else, but I'm worried about the cost of food. I'm seeing the cost of eggs shoot up, chicken, gasoline, you know, coming now with the the winter heating. I mean, these are all concerns that hit very directly to people who may say, you know, what's going on in D.C. doesn't think of us. Well, let me make it very clear. All of us are concerned about these rising costs, and all of us knew. This would be the case uh, when we put in place this recovery program. Anytime you put more money uh, into uh, the economy, uh, prices uh, tend to rise. And uh, we do know that price gouging uh, takes place. And that's what Senator Warnock is concerned about down in Georgia. We knew that the moment we went to aid uh, the Ukrainians, the Russians would do what they could possibly do uh, to undercut this administration. So they cut this deal with the OPEC nations to reduce the production of oil so as to drive the price of gasoline up. We are not going to allow these kinds of intimidations, be it by big uh, corporations who are raising prices when they should not be, or foreign countries who are doing untoward things. Uh, in retaliation for our uh, assisting our allies, that's not going to trump our, and that's an intended pun there, uh, our concern uh, for uh, people getting back on their feet in this country, getting more cash in people's hands, getting people back to work, fixing our infrastructure. When we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, we took into account that we were going to do what was necessary to cap the cost of medicine. Uh, and that's what we did, allowing Medicare to negotiate for drug prices. And we already seen that the price of, of medicine going down 30%. That was to take into account the things that we knew would happen in the market if we did not do something. We've capped insulin for seniors at $35 per month. And we project to do the same, uh, the co-payment at uh, $2,000 a year. So that's exactly why we were doing what we're doing, because we knew we had to combat inflation. And I don't know of anybody who will say, I would rather pay $10 or t- even uh, $0.10 cents or even $0.20 cents less per gallon and allow you to take my rights away, my voting rights away, and these other things that we know the other party is doing to suppress votes. That's a fool's choice that we will not make. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. That's a fool's choice that we will not make. Voting rights. They've never taken it. Republicans haven't taken anybody's voting rights away. Not at all. In fact, they've, they've, the policies that they've put in place have actually driven the vote count up. He talks about Big corporations manipulating prices. He's he's hitting big oil here. 
Let me ask you a question, just common sense question. Does the corn farmer determine the global cost of corn? Does the gold, uh, do, 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 do the gold mines, gold mines uh, determine the price of precious metals? No. No on corn, no on wheat, no on cotton, no on precious metals, no on oil. Big oil has nothing to do with the cost that you're paying at the pump. Big oil has nothing to do with the cost of a barrel of crude oil. The commodities market does that. And the commodities market, common sense, Econ 101, works on the principle of supply and demand. Who slashed our supply? Biden did. And in turn, that slashed Europe's supply because Europe was dependent upon us. In fact, Trump had inked a great uh, LNG deal with Europe, liquid natural gas. Biden undid all of this stuff. And then when Putin invades Ukraine, which he never would have done if Trump was in office, then they blame Putin and big oil for inflating oil prices. And if you believe any of that, you're not really looking at this right. Because Putin could be irrelevant, as, is, as could be all of his oil, if only we opened the spigot in the U.S., But that is never going to happen with Joe Biden in office. And when the spigot in the U.S. was shut off, and it was, no more fracking on federal land, for example, no more new leases, none of that. Oh, there's so many leases outstanding. There's not oil there. And the media will not tell you the truth on this. So I would encourage you to study it. Because what, what, uh, what Biden and the Democratic Party have done to the fossil fuel industry is all intentional, And it has screwed the economy, not just here, but all over Europe as well. It could be said that Biden is the worst thing to happen to the free world in modern political history. Because of the policies that he's chosen to, I mean, you know, they undo stuff that Trump did just because Trump did it. Remember last week, we talked about Trump suggested that we completely, completely Fill up to the very brim the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, SPR, when oil was trading at $24 a barrel. Pelosi shot that down because she didn't want Trump to get that win. And now, what is Biden doing? He's tapping into the SPR at every chance to help, hopefully help at least one Democrat not get their ass kicked in 17 days. And it's so unbelievably stupid. And again, here is a perfect example of how a Democrat thinks you're stupid. James Clyburn says all this crap. He knows that it's not true. He knows that big oil has nothing to do with the cost of crude oil, but he says it anyway because he knows he's going to get no pushback from Jose Diaz-Balart. This is on CNN. And Jose Diaz-Balart did ask a pretty good question. What do you say to Americans who are seeing their food prices go up, seeing gas prices go up, seeing their home heating prices go up, seeing everything go up. And then Clyburn quickly pivots and he drops the name Trump and says, I meant that uh, that pun was intentional. So you see they're focusing on Trump again. Anything they can do to get you away from thinking about what really happened here. What really happened is, well, Biden. Biden happens. And that's what happened. It's very rare that I play a clip of audio from The View because I detest the program, and the only time I've ever seen the program is when I happen to be stuck in a waiting room at a dentist office or something. They always seem to have The View on. I don't know why, but they do. But that's about it. Kind of like CNN used to be at the airports. Thankfully, they lost that contract. But remember, every airport you went to, no matter what, it was CNN as you were watching at your gate on the TVs. Uh, CNN lost that contract about a year or so ago. I wish the uh, view would lose the uh, contract with dental offices. (laughs) But at any rate, I want you to hear these women because, again, this is an example of... uh, Now, this is a little bit of a combo. 
Now, James Clyburn is not stupid, but he is a, 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 a very, as far as I'm concerned, he is a lying uh, polit- political bastard that gives all politicians a bad name. Clyburn is one of those types. But it can't be said that he's stupid. Well, with the view, they are stupid. But they also think you're stupid. They believe what they say, I think, uh, because, they have, because they live in a bubble. Uh, but I want you to hear them. This is a little back and forth with, with Whoopi. And I, I don't know if Joy Behar is in on this as well. But this is, it just goes to what I'm talking about, how they lie about gas prices and stuff. Because, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just, just so you know, the reason that everything costs more is because the energy costs more. The energy sector is getting crushed. So that ripples its way right through the economy. Uh, trickle-down poverty, you could call it, or trickle-down trickle inflation. Because if it costs a lot more to get that head of lettuce to your grocery store on the truck, you're going to pay a lot more for that head of lettuce once it hits the store shelves. Okay, but this is the ladies on The View, and they're very intellectual and very deep take on this subject. Cut five. Yesterday, President Biden announced that he was tapping U.S. oil reserves to help combat inflation, which many voters say is one of their biggest concerns. Now, this comes on the heels of promising to finally codify Roe v. Wade if Democrats retain power in the midterms. And then he was asked about what he thinks the biggest priority in America is right now. Take a look. Just hoping to clarify for midterm voters, top domestic issue, inflation or abortion. All important. Unlike you, there's no one thing. It crosses the board. Domestic, ask me about foreign policy, too. There's multiple, multiple, multiple issues, and they're all important. And so, and we ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. So... While Republicans seem to be putting the blame again on Democrats for rising inflation, Congresswoman Katie Porter is going viral right now. I love this woman. Yes, he Because she is no joke. Yeah, we love her. Viral for exposing the real culprit. Take a look. According to this chart, what is the biggest driver of inflation during the pandemic? The blue is the, the dark blue is the recent period. It would be corporate profits. And what is that percentage? It is 54%, and that number does stay that level of high if you update that number to more recent numbers as well. So over half of the increased prices people are paying are coming from increases in corporate profits. Yes. And how does that compare to historically to other periods of inflation or over other periods of economic time? As reflected there and in other analysis, it is significantly higher in this recovery, 11.5%. And what is it today? Uh, 53%. You know, so one of the things that has been making me crazy is when people say, well, why don't the Democrats get the message out? I figured out that it's not the Democrats who are having the problem. The media is not reporting any of this because (laughs) I came across this information yesterday out of the blue. And I thought, if you tell me that we had two years of not working, nobody was working, we got some help from the government to to make sure we could pay our rent, take care of business... Mm -hmm. And now you all are raising the prices of stuff when you don't have to, when you have enough money to lower and still maintain what you got. Okay. I don't understand. Like, I don't don't understand. I don't understand why we have to say, lower the gas prices. You didn't have to raise them. You would make, what the hell? Okay, okay, enough of this idiot. Um... This is this is an example of lying by omission. And by the way, that that Katie Porter, by the way, for those of you who 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 don't remember, she's the one that dressed up as as Batwoman on Halloween last year and showed up in the halls of Congress uh, with a bat mask and a cape on. So she's a she's a real intellectual heavyweight there. Um, she said, "Oh, so it's all corporate profit," and she's talking to a uh, somebody very much on her side, pushing the story. So it's important to put that in context. But what they do not take into account, and Whoopi certainly can't figure it out, why are you raising gas prices? Because oil prices are through the roof, Whoopi. That's why. The irony of all of this is, is that ExxonMobil and BP and all of these big oil producers are making record profits. But it's not through anything they have done proactively. 
That is not true. They are making money because the commodities market has shifted in their favor as far as the cost of a barrel of oil. Now, this is the, these are the same oil companies that were selling gasoline or selling crude oil and, 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 and refined gasoline to mom and pop stations throughout the country when Trump was in office and we were paying less than two fifty dollars a gallon. We didn't hear any of these people saying, why aren't they, why are they, you know, they, they weren't bitching about it then, were they? They're bitching about it now because what Biden did was in his effort to destroy fossil fuel has artificially inflated the price of a barrel of oil because our supply is no longer on the market. It's fungible. Do you know what that means? That means our oil would go into the big pot and that would lessen the cost of oil everywhere. But we're not putting that kind of oil. Oh, we're still producing a lot. Sure, not producing nearly as much as we we are capable of or had been producing when Trump was president. The reason everything is more expensive is why I just explained, because it costs more to get everything to your store. Does she think that, and then she blames the media, which is one of the biggest laugh riots in the world. Democrats will never take responsibility for any of their actions. Just think back at the, the, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. That was Trump's fault. $87 billion. We just made the Taliban the fourth, one of the the largest uh, militaries in the world. I think it's the fourth or fifth in the world right now because we left $87 billion worth of military equipment behind. We lost 13 servicemen in Kabul as well. And a few Afghanis blew off the uh, fuselage of a plane as they desperately clung to it to try and get away from the barbarity of the Taliban. And the media has all but given Joe a pass for that. Of course they have. And they carry the water of these liars, and then you've got people like Whoopi Goldberg that doesn't know a damn thing about the commodities market or how this is really being, uh, how this is, why these huge uh, profits are taking place. 53%, holy cow, profit, that's an evil word. They're making such huge profits because of what Biden has done, you idiots. I'm sure ExxonMobil, BP, and all the others would much rather have opportunities to drill here, to drill off our coast, to drill in Anwar, but nope, no more, that's gone. And then when the the, the absolute predictable as the sunrise thing happens and, this, and oil starts spiking, they turn around and blame big oil. It's pathetic, it's weak, and it's, uh, it's a lie. Like I said, folks, they are liars. You heard James Clyburn talk about voting rights. Well, you know, remember when Joe Biden went to Georgia and said, this is Jim Crow 2.0? This is, he even said, this is Jim Eagle. <laughs> Jim, it's, it's even bigger than a crow. It's an eagle. Well, this from Kimberly Strassel and the uh, Wall Street Journal, Georgia exposes the Jim Crow 2.0 lie. Early voting began in Georgia this week in the birthplace of Jim Crow 2.0. Well, record turnout, smashing turnout records. Democrats, the media, and corporate America can address their letters of apology to the GOP-controlled state house. By Tuesday evening, the end of Georgia's second day of early voting, more than 291,700 people had voted either in person or in an absentee ballot. That marked a 75.3% increase over the same amount of people that voted in the 2018 midterms and a 3.3% rise from the second day of early voting in 2020 presidential elections. Midterms rarely match the enthusiasm of presidential contest, but this one's beating it, you see. President Biden told voters in Atlanta in January that Georgia's election rules would suppress your vote to subvert our elections. The state's Jim Crow 2.0 law is insidious, he said, urging his followers to hate evil. (laughs) The solution, which congressional Democrats were then proposing, was a federal takeover of our elections, which he said would be a victory for democracy over uh, autocracy, Light overshadowed justice over injustice. And everything they said about that 
was crap. It was a lie. Never in the state of Georgia's history, and Georgia's one of the 13 original colonies, never in that state's history have more people voted early for a midterm. Doesn't sound like a whole lot of suppression going on down there, does it? So everything they say, from oil prices to voter suppression to the Supreme Court stealing women's rights to an abortion, all of it is a lie, a provable lie. But Democrats do what they always do. They try and ramp it up with emotion. They try and ramp it up with identity politics. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, in 17 days, 17 short days from right now, we have the opportunity to turn this whole thing around, take our country back, and kick the Democrats in the nuts where they deserve. And for that matter, the, the, the media as well. The media needs to be held in utter contempt for what they have done. Trump is, a, Trump is an election denier. They've denied every election going back to George H.W. Bush when a Republican won. Every single one they've denied. So don't listen to them. They're liars. Vote those liars out of office in 17 days. Next week, we're going to talk about it. It'll only be 10 days away, but I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about then. In the meantime, hope you have a wonderful, uh, wonderful day, night, whenever you're listening. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Steve Hook for Right Hook Podcast on Not Black, Not White, American Media Group. Goodbye. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now.